0: everyone welcome back to five years time with your host grace and lauren's out for the week because she got her wisdom teeth out as we remember and her mouth is a little sore and not up for talking but she will be all good and in bright spirits for next week so anyways just me solo cast do 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 with grace say yeah happy St. Patrick's Day everyone can you believe it St. Patrick's Day is here and another one we truly can't celebrate in the good old fashion it should be but we can have our green pancakes or green waffles and maybe a Guinness and feel happy and jolly about that and of course you can wear green and a little hat I did get little hats for me Trevor and mainly Rosie to wear so I'm very excited for that but anyways let's catch you up on my week My week was good. What did I get up to? You know, honestly, it's just been flying by. The weather has been so beautiful. There was days where it was up to 17. It was windy, but it was lovely. And so we've just been spending a lot of time outside. Uh, We have this big deck that we kind of didn't furnish Last summer, because we moved in at the end of the summer, there wasn't really anything available considering the pandemic. Literally everything was sold out. It was insane. We like went to every single store possible and couldn't find anything. And when I say we, I mean me and Trapper, but we couldn't find anything. And like anything that was available was so expensive. And I just couldn't imagine spending that much for outdoor furniture because it goes through the wears and the tears of the weather anyways. So I've been watching Facebook Marketplace because I'm like we need to furnish this deck because we're going to spend all summer out here and we're having work done on like our back backyard um, so we won't be able to use our backyard so we just need things for this deck. We have a picnic table which we bought which was like super affordable and honestly is so fun and if you put a, a tablecloth on it it's like a whole new look. I love it. So we have our picnic table, we have a few carpets, and then other than that, we had our little bistro set from our condo balcony, but we found a sectional at Canadian Tire for a great price, and it actually, like, fits our, like, vibe and color scheme perfectly, and so that's great. We have that now, and honestly, it just feels so cozy, and we got two, like, of the plastic Muskoka camping chair type things. I don't know if they're called camping chairs, but the Muskoka chairs in, like, that color scheme as well so we have this beautiful sitting area now which I've just been spending so much time out there it's great because this deck is like closed in so Rosie can just like run and roam and you don't have to like be worried she's gonna fall down anything or anything like that so yeah that's been really nice we're just spending a lot of time outside what else did I do this past week I feel like this weekend was nice we went and got Starbucks I tried that new drink that's the Brown sugar shaken espresso thing, and I got it full sweet, which I normally never do because I just feel like full sweets always a little too much. But I don't know, I had this the week before I had tried the hot version of it, which isn't shaken, it's kind of like a latte, I think. I don't know, but anyways, I got that one half sweet and it kind of didn't have that much flavor to it, so I just had this idea that maybe it needs to be full sweet. And I think it also has like three shots of espresso, it's like crazy caffeinated. So, anyways. We went for our drive Saturday morning, which we do like every week and I got this drink and it was so good. It tasted just like an oatmeal cookie. I didn't even realize until Trevor had said it tastes like an oatmeal cookie and it literally tastes like an oatmeal cookie. Although we just go for a drive. So like you're sitting in the car looking at the scenery and I'm drinking this thing and I'm like buzzed to the max because it's insanely caffeinated. So I had to stop it partway, but I think it was too late because I was like, anyways, that was fun. And then I think we just like chilled. I did laundry. I started switching over my wardrobe to spring. I know crazy, crazy. It's still cold, but it just makes me feel nice. I get to the point in the year where I'm just like over it. And that's why I put my clothes away in different seasons because then it feels like you're like opening up your new wardrobe. So anyways, I started doing that and I'm glad I did because I'm not done yet and our room looks like a disaster but it's a slow process it gets worse before it gets better right so I'm happy I started it then because my tradition is to do it by September September 1st what am I saying by spring first which I guess doesn't make sense because that's not a day on the calendar but the first day of spring um which I believe is the 20th so I have a couple more days and I'm gonna have it done by then and then I'm going to go through Trevor's wardrobe, which is like another thing because he never puts any of his clothes away. He doesn't donate anything. He just like keeps holy things, keeps clothes that don't fit, like just keeps everything. And it's like disastrous and overwhelming. But I'm going to go through it and maybe I'll do it while he's at work and then he won't know. <laughs> Anyways, what else have I done this week? Honestly, uh, Trevor, Rosie is still teething, which is like a long process and each tooth is just coming in one at a time. So at this point, I think it's going to last for the next year and a half. I'm not sure. But what can you do? Some days are really rough, but other days are great. So you just feel bad for her because she's in pain. Lauren would know about that since she just got her teeth out, which is the opposite of teething, but it's still painful. (laughs) Um, what else? Honestly, I can't think of anything else. I think that's pretty much it for the update. So I thought today, uh, since it's just me, I would talk about something that only I really can talk about and don't really need a conversationalist. Um, I was trying to convince Trevor to join, but he was being a little nervous Nelly, which is totally fine because kind of talking to a mic is weird. And if you're thinking about the people you're talking to, that's even weirder because you're like, do I know you? Do I not know you? Do you care? Do you not care? Um, Am I stuttering? Am I uh, talking too fast? Am I saying ah, yeah, mm, ah? Um, Yeah, as I say, um, yeah, which I say all the time and I say like all the time and when I'm editing the podcast, I'm like, I hate this. But you know what? You got to feed into your insecurities because they make you who you are. So anyways, I thought I would talk about our birth story or my birth story or Rosie and I's birth story and how she came into this world. And honestly, I was thinking about it, and I remember after I had her, I so vividly remembered every single detail, because I was like, uh, heck, no, I'm not doing that again. (laughs) But now it's kind of like a little foggy, and I definitely don't remember every detail. But I will try my best to share, because it was quite a journey. And I mean, I think truly everyone's birth journey is so different. Like, you really can't expect anything to be cookie cutter and you can't expect anything to be like the next person's and everybody's is traumatic in some way or another because ultimately a human coming out of you is a crazy crazy thing so I went I think a week and a half almost two weeks late with Rosie she definitely wanted to grow and cook a little longer which was okay because honestly I did not want to give birth like when I ever thought about getting pregnant I was not into it because I didn't want to give birth and when I was pregnant I kind of didn't think about the birthing process that I thought I would be worried about that the whole time but for the nine months I didn't think about it but as the time got closer I definitely was like okay I don't want to do this I don't want to do this I mean it did get uncomfortable and it did get annoying to just always wake up and still be pregnant but honestly pushing out seemed like a, a lot more work and so I was okay with that. I was bored because at this point I had stopped working. I worked all the way up until my due date and then I obviously stopped because I didn't want to go into labor at work (laughs) and so I had like a week and a half, two weeks of me just like sitting on an exercise ball, going for walks, getting Starbucks, being by myself and uh... Yeah, it was long. I had watched everything there was to watch already. And honestly, at this point, it was like I couldn't even focus on watching a show or a movie. I was just so like, I don't know. Like at that point in my pregnancy, I was so unfocused. Like that's the best way I can describe it. I just really couldn't sit down and just watch anything. So that being said, I had gone to my doctor's appointment the, where they send you to the hospital after when you're late, you have to go to the hospital to get a few um, like an ultrasound and then they do a few tests just to make sure that the water in your like um, sack or whatever it's called <laughs> is okay and that the levels are all good and you don't need to be induced or anything's wrong or baby's in distress. So I went and did that and everything was good and then the next day I was going to go to the doctor and... And we were going to talk about next steps um, if she wasn't here already. So I went to the hospital and then the next day um, I went to the doctor and this would have been February 4th. Yes. So February 4th, I went to the doctor and she basically was like, "Okay, like we're going to induce you either today or tomorrow. Like you choose. What do you think? Like we don't want her to go past, I think, 41 weeks is the or is it 41, 41, 42? I don't know. I think it's 42. I don't remember. Anyways, we don't want her to go past whatever the day is. So tomorrow is your last day that you can do it, but you can do it today if you want to. I was like, okay, what does induction look like? And she was like, basically you go in the night before and they're going to insert a fully bulb. And then the next day you'll go to the hospital and um, your water will break and basically you'll start active labor. So I was like, you know what? Let's just do it tonight. Like whatever. If I don't do it tonight, I'm going to be just thinking about it <laughs> all the time. And then I just kind of made the decision. I was like, hey, we're going to do it tonight. So this was just me by myself and the doctor. I was like, hey, we're doing it tonight. So when I left the doctor and I called Trevor and I was like, hey, Trevor, like it's baby time. He was at work. I was like, I'm gonna get induced tonight. And he was like, so excited. And I was like, yeah, so exciting. And then I hung up with Trevor and I called my mom and I was just like bawling my eyes out. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what did I just sign up for? Like, I do not wanna do this. I do not wanna do this. I do not want to push this baby out. Like, it was so funny. And I think it just like got really real there. Anyways, my mom was like, you've got this. You can do this. Do you need me to come over now? And I said, no, Trevor's coming home from work. Like, it's gonna be okay. And my plan was to have my mom and Trevor like in the room with me. So I said, we'll go to the hospital tonight and figure out everything, start the induction. And then I think if all goes to plan and I don't go into labor early, we'll be able to pick you up on the way to the hospital tomorrow, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I went home and I was like freaking out. Now I definitely couldn't focus. I was like next level, like couldn't sit, couldn't relax, like thinking about, in a couple hours going to the hospital to start the process of the baby coming which was just like too much for me so anyways Trevor came home he was so excited and obviously well not obviously you guys don't know Trevor but he he's a nervous Nelly so he was so excited but he was also like um like a little nervous and I was like I'm so nervous and so like we had each other to confide there Um, but honestly Trevor was like such a great support the whole way through like I you always imagine what you think your support person is going to be like and um, yeah like not that he like Trevor's always been so supportive but he was like put everything that had to do with him on the side burner and like truly focused on like me and Rosie and the journey of getting her out like it was really perfect so that was a little fast forward but anyways So we just like hung out I guess that was like the afternoon and we had an appointment at the hospital at some point I don't even know it was dark but I mean it was winter so it's always dark (laughs) but then we went to the hospital and we basically got admitted and they had us in a bed and I think I think they did like a cervix check and whatever and they checked how dilated you are and then they Uh, say like, okay, we're going to move you to another room where they're going to do the induction. So then we did that and then we moved to another room and then (laughs) this was like so weird. Basically, if you've ever had a baby or if you're ever planning on having a baby, just expect like to never have any privacy ever. Like you're basically just like out on the table for all to see at all times um, throughout your pregnancy or yeah, throughout your pregnancy, but then definitely during the labor, like you're literally just like a naked flopping fish and everyone is like coming in and like poking and prodding you and like you're like ah, and you kind of don't even notice like anymore like the first two two times you're like um okay like can we like have a little privacy and then you're just like whatever do whatever you have to do so anyways they come in and um they put in the foley ball which is basically a water balloon that they put up your cervix (laughs) and um it's supposed to stretch your cervix um or dilate you so you have to be dilated to a 10 to get to the pushing part. Like the ten is where you are. So I don't know. My cervix was at like a one, a two, or three. I don't remember. But I think it has to be at a six or something, a four. I don't even remember. But it was at like a three or something. And so then they put in this thing and it basically acts as if the baby's head is pushing down in your cervix to stretch you um out. So um You have this thing and it's literally like taped to your leg, (laughs) to the inside of your thigh because it has like a string attached to it so that they can pull it out after. And um, yeah, so then you're supposed to leave okay so they're putting it in and they're like oh it's not going in it's not going in and it keeps like falling out and they're like you must be like stretched further than what we thought so they did another in like exam and they were like oh yeah like you're already like ready to go like we don't need to give this to you like come in tomorrow morning if you make it through the night um and we will like get you on whatever drug it is they put you on pitocin i think and break your water, and, like, you don't need this, and I was, like, oh, wow, great, okay, like, I had heard that the fully bulb is, like, the worst part, um, so th- that was truly what I was really nervous for, not the worst part, obviously, pushing hard, but the fully bulb, I think, is just, like, really uncomfortable, at this point, I thought it was, um, so I was, like, happy not to have it, and then we went home, and I, like, did not sleep at all that night, I was up walking the whole time, like, I could not sleep, I don't know how you're supposed to sleep, so anyways, the next morning, my mom came to the condo and we all went to the hospital together. I think we picked up McDonald's on the way. We went to the hospital. I was so happy I had both of them like my mom and Trevor was the perfect support team for me. And we went to the hospital. We got admitted. We were in a bed and I think this was like all before like 10 or 9, I don't know, in the morning. And um so We're sitting in the bed, or I'm sitting in the bed, we're all in the room, we're just waiting to get an exam, and then I come in, or the nurse comes in to give me an exam, and is like, um, okay, like didn't you have a fully bulb? And I was like, no, they like said it couldn't fit. Like it kept falling out. Like they couldn't, they couldn't do it. They're like, okay, but you're like not there yet. You're like at three. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Is there two holes down there that like, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Like how do you get two different measurements? Like so many people have checked my cervix at this point. Like, and nobody's saying the same thing. So like, is it that confusing? This is an honest question. And this is still a mystery to this day. I don't understand how so many people had different, responses about what my cervix is (laughs) so anyways they were like um okay we're gonna get the doctor so the doctor on call comes in it's not my doctor and I knew it wasn't gonna be my doctor um and I was fine with that so the doctor on call comes in and she's like oh yeah like they should have given you the Foley bulb okay this is what we're gonna do we're gonna give you a Foley bulb and send you home so at this point it's like are you kidding me like I just want to have the baby like do I have to go home I live in a small condo I'm gonna have to walk around 800 square feet for many, many hours to get this fully bulb working, like to stretch out my cervix. And I was just like, I don't want to do this. Like, (laughs) what? I already came here last night. I don't know. I was just annoyed. Anyways, my mom was like, you should just ask them if you can stay in the room. And I was like, I know. So then I was like, okay, like, I really don't want to go home and do this. Like, I don't have anywhere to walk around. I'd rather just stay here. Like, this is too much back and forth. Like, you guys should have just put it in last night. I'm so confused. So anyways, they decided that I could keep the room, which was great. Like, win for me. So they put in this fully bulb. Oh my gosh. (laughs) My worst nightmare literally was my worst nightmare. And even worse, because I think what the Foley Ball was supposed to do in 12 hours or like overnight, um, they decided they needed to be done in six hours because it was like, okay, like you're supposed to be getting like, let's do this quick. So they like, pumped it double full so I have this like mega water balloon and it was horrible like it was so horrible and my mom was like okay let's get up let's get walking and so me and Trevor were walking the hospital we were doing stairs and it was truly I it was truly truly horrible (laughs) like I it was I hadn't started contractions yet but in hindsight me now knowing what contractions feel like this was like one contraction that just lasted for like many 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 hours and it was just so uncomfortable and Rosie was not happy with it either And so her heart rate was going all over the place. So then I had to stay seated. And then it was just like, oh my gosh, like it was just not fun. So anyways, the day was going by pretty quickly. I thought it was going to be a long day and maybe it felt long for other people. But so our bed was like, or my bed was like in a room and there was like a digital clock in front of it. And so I knew the time, like all the time. And they said, I think they had said like at... Six o'clock or something. I don't remember. They, I remember the, them saying a time like, okay, we're going to come back at this time to take the fully bulb out and get you started. I was like, okay, got it. So in my mind, all day, I was thinking six o'clock, six o'clock, six o'clock, six o'clock. So then um I think Trevor no did we have any lunch I don't remember but anyways oh yeah we did we had McDonald's so I literally had just shoved like a large fry down my throat which I'm so happy I did because then I went to the bathroom and the doctor came in and was like okay like let's check um her Foley bulb and just so you know every time a doctor comes into the hospital or a nurse com- or comes into the room or a nurse comes into the room it's never just one person it's like five people and it's like six thousand things happening at once like you're so you're so calm for like an hour two hours three hours and then all of a sudden it's like okay go 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 like there's it's crazy so I go to the bathroom I'm literally outside of the room for two seconds like the bathroom's in the room but I'm like in the bathroom I come back out I hear people talking about me I come back out and they're like hey let's get you on the bed let's check get me on the bed literally before anything she like pulls this thing out of me. She's like, Okay, hey, you're ready to go. But like she's saying, Okay, hey, you're ready to go. Well, she's like pulling it out of me. Like I did not have time to compute what was happening. So, whoa, that was like wild. But I'm happy that I'm almost happy I didn't have time to compute it because I would have been like more stressed. But anyways, I'm looking at the clock in front of my bed and I'm like, it is not six o'clock. Like it is whatever time it is. Like this is incorrect. This is not the schedule you told me. I've been thinking about this schedule all day. <laughs> so I'm like a little thrown off. And then She's like, hey, like, let's get you, um, let's get you, like, on a monitor or whatever. And so, they put me on a monitor. I already had, like, an, I, no, I didn't have an IV in or I did have an IV. I don't even remember. But anyways, she was like, we're going to pop your water. We're going to get you on Pitocin. So, then I would definitely be on an IV and we're going to get going. So... Um, literally the popping of the water was like boom, done, and then they had me on Pitocin, and then Pitocin makes your contractions come like quickly and close together. So it's not as much as like all, like any birth is like a natural birth, like a baby coming to the world, but like um a non medicated birth in this sense. Um like a contraction is supposed to come in a wave so it's like it slowly comes on it climbs it climbs it climbs and then it crashes down and then you have a break to recuperate before another one comes and the closer you get to being 10 centimeters dilated the closer they get together but at the beginning it happens slowly and then you have um, a few minutes to rest and breathe and then you can kind of like get a rhythm with your body so this is not at all how this is this is like boom 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 and I'm like standing up but I'm attached to a machine so I can't really like move that much and I'm making the weirdest noises like I'm like I'm like weeping and Trevor's like laughing at me because it was funny like not because he was being mean or petty but I was like every time one came I was like (laughs) it like sounded like a fake cry and he was like what are you doing and I was like. (laughs) and then it would go away for like literally just a minute and I was like it's not me like it's just my body reacting to it like it's just really truly uncomfortable and I would say it's very similar to the fully bulb feeling except for like more powerful anyway she said um okay so backtrack when I went into this whole thing I was like people were like okay you can use an epidural gas whatever and I was like um I'm open to anything that I need like whenever but i think i'd really like to use gas and i'm not sure about the epidural then they put in the foley bulb and i was like give me the epidural i'm getting the epidural like i went over to the board where you like write it down and i like crossed off epidural i like circled it eight times and i was like i'm having an epidural <laughs> like if you could have an epidural during a foley bulb then it would be okay so anyways they were like okay when you want the epidural like when you feel like in 30 minutes, you're not going to be able to deal with it anymore. That's when you should ask for the epidural because I guess it takes about 30 minutes for them to come and like give you the epidural. So I got to a point where I was like, okay, let's just do the epidural. So we said, let's do the epidural and it definitely took more than 30 minutes. So if you're going to do an epidural, honestly, just do it from the start <laughs> so um they came and the epidural was not scary at all I was never scared for the epidural I was never scared like they're behind you they know what they're doing like I wasn't scared for that um but so they came they did the epidural and then you have to lie down the worst part is you have to, it's not the worst part but the worst part of the epidural is you have to lie down flat after you get it um so that it can like move through your body evenly and it's not working yet like it takes a while to work so I think it's like 15 minutes I'm not sure I think it's 15 minutes it might be a little longer of you lying flat and like being in uh like pain because you're having contractions but it not doing anything yet and you can't like move to like make yourself comfortable in any certain way so yeah. So that part is uncomfortable. But then, oh, my gosh, as soon as it hits, man, that epidural is amazing. And they give you this little button, which I used as my BFF, like anytime they said to push it. I forget how often they said that it comes off, but they set a time they said, oh, OK, like roughly we'll start wearing off around this amount of time. And I just remember every like time I thought I was getting close to that, like, let's say it was like. 30 minutes I don't know if that is what it is but let's say it was 30 minutes every time I got close to what I would think is 30 minutes I'd be like has it been 30 minutes and I would like press it I like there was no I did not want to feel anything at this point I was like let me feel nothing especially as soon as the epidural happened and I got to feel nothing it was like wow this is like game-changing like I never want to feel anything ever again so I <laughs> I had this epidural and it was crazy so now I'm just like sitting in the bed and there's this monitor next to you and you can watch your contractions come and they like go so high up and I'm just sitting there like blah 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 like having a great time loving my life and it was so funny because it's like is that a contraction like Trevor would notice and or my mom and I'd be like yeah I guess so like I don't feel anything. And the nurses would keep coming in and they'd watch these contractions and they'd be like, oh, wow, like, are you feeling any pressure? Because if you're feeling pressure, like, you need to take a poo. Like, that's, like, the type of, like, indicator that the baby's pushing on you and you're ready to push. And so, like, when you're having, when you have an epidural, like, you, you can feel, like, a little bit of pressure. That's what they say. But I didn't feel anything. So I was like, um, no, I don't feel anything. So we, they came in and they checked me and they were like, oh, um... You're at whatever. I don't remember what it is. Like, we'll probably push in the next like 30 or so, or something, an hour maybe. I don't remember. So, we were going to have Trevor's parents come and be in the waiting room so that they were here when Rosie came. So, we were like, okay, call Trevor or call um, the Kinseys. So, Trevor went to call them and told them that they should head over. And then at this point, I think my mom and Trevor hadn't eaten for like many hours. And so the hospital didn't have anything open, but there was a bunch of food close by. So Trevor went to go get us food. um, And then I think his parents arrived and were in the waiting room. And then Trevor went to go get us food. And then next thing you know, like Trevor leaves and like he had enough time. Like no one was stressed. And then next thing you know, um, there's like so many people walking into the room. And the second, this this was a funny thing of the day. Anytime someone left the room, that was Trevor or my mom something drastic would happen like I remember my mom left and they were like okay we're pulling out the fully ball And it was like "Whoa, whoa 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 and then Trevor left and then it was like we're like waiting I'm like okay he's probably like 15 minutes away like I assume so and then everyone comes in and we're like hey we're gonna we're gonna do this and I'm like what we cannot do this like Trevor has to be here and it was like so stressful and I was like oh my gosh so um Rosie's gone through quite a day because I've had this fully bulb thing that made her really uncomfortable. Then I had my water broken, just like her heart rate is going all over the place. So it was very much like every so often it was like, hey, we're doing something. Like, we got to do something now. And it was like, this is too much. Also, this whole day, I forgot to say this at the beginning of the day, this doctor who I'd never met before because she was a different doctor, she came in and she was like, no one had talked to me about a c-section ever. She came in and she said, okay, 50% chance of a c-section for you after she like did my check. And I was like, what the heck? And I mean, like, I know there's emergency c-sections and you can't be prepared for those. But the idea of me thinking about having a c-section all day, potentially after pushing and whatever, it was just so much. And no one had even discussed the potential of Rosie being too big for me or whatever. Anyways, we didn't have to have a c-section. So that worked out. But yeah, so Rosie is now sunny side up. So what you have to be to be like perfect for pushing out is head down and or yeah, head down face to your spine. So Rosie was head down face to my spine like my entire pregnancy. Now today we have made her like angry. So she is head down face to my belly button, which means that she needs to be turned. So um before we jump to that part I think Trevor's parents came they came in and they said hey we talked for a bit and that was so funny they came in and they were watching the monitor and they're like oh my gosh you make a contraction I was like oh yeah like I guess so I don't even know like (laughs) this epidural man it's amazing also it makes you lose control of like all your functions well they give you a catheter because obviously you can't stand up you don't have bottom limb access your legs um but also like I could not control farting I was just farting all the time it was so funny <laughs> so anyways um yeah so then uh what happened next oh yeah okay so then now it's like go time well it's around go time so they said it was gonna be like an hour everyone's gotten Trevor's back everyone's back the Kinseys are here we're all ready to go and then it was a waiting game they were like okay you know what she has a little bit of time okay 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 So then the doctor comes in and she's like, okay, we need to turn Rosie and then we're going to like turn her because her face is facing my belly button and it needs to be the spine. And then we're going to give it maybe a half an hour to an hour to just let her sit and get comfortable to her new position. Okay, so they go in and they, this is crazy. They literally are using their hand to turn Rosie's head inside of me. Like if I was not on an epidural, what the heck? I can't even imagine That is not a natural thing that's supposed to happen. So you can literally see Rosie in my belly, like, turning. And this person's hand is attached to her head. And she's not even, like, a real human to me yet because she's just in my belly. So I'm, like, can't even fathom what's happening. So I need to turn her and she is pieced off. Like, she does not want that happening. Her heart rate is going everywhere. The monitors are buzzing. My mom's trying to pretend it's something else so I'm not stressing out. And then they're like, okay, it's go time. We're pushing. Like, if she doesn't come out now, it's going to be a C-section. I'm like, okay, you tell me. You tell me. We're pushing. We're pushing. So, basically, it's not at all what it's like in the movies. Well, at least it wasn't for me. It's not like your legs are up in stirrups or anything. Like, the doctor was on the bed with me holding my legs up and... Um, I think like maybe there was like so many people there, like a thousand nurses, because obviously Rosie was going into distress and it was this whole thing. And like there's so many people in the room, but I can't even pay attention to that. But like the doctor is literally sitting like on the bed, like she's right there. And so that made me feel so comfortable. And then Trevor's there. My mom's there. Everyone's there. So they're like, okay, push. So I like push like all I heard in my head was like, if you don't get your baby out now, you're having a C-section. So I was like, okay. So I pushed, like I've never pushed before, obviously, but I had been practicing because I was going to the gym and doing like squats and stuff and like pelvic work. And um, like they say that pushing is a lot like, uh, like Kegels and things like that. So I had been practicing, but anyways, I pushed and the doctor was so impressed with my push. She was like, oh my gosh, I don't need, I don't know what it looked like, but apparently Rosie's head basically like, appeared and I think for your first time it's supposed to take a few more pushes and she was like wow that was amazing and then I'm getting like all these praise when I'm like literally exhausted I'm like dying and I'm like oh thank you I'm like laughing and it and anyways then I had to push like a few more times and she definitely wasn't coming out at the end like but she did come out I did have to get I can't I never remember what that thing's called where they literally where they cut you what is it called A nah. episiotomy which oh my gosh like horrible but I like I'm happy I had like the episiotomy is not horrible in the moment especially if you have an epidural but like for recovery it's painful but anyways I'm happy I had an epidural so she came out and they gave her to me and it was like crazy like it was just this little alien like sitting on my chest and like I just remember saying to Trevor like I can't believe oh I forgot to say this one funny thing before before she pushed out so um in my breaks you have like these little tiny breaks between pushes I was like so thirsty I'd never been that tired in my entire life I was so thirsty and I was like I need water (laughs) and Trevor gives me water and I think it was like a squirt bottle or something and he's like squirting it into my mouth and like choking me it was hilarious but I couldn't say anything it was so funny but anyways um yeah so they put her on my chest and it was just like crazy like I was like who is this like I can't even fathom it like it's crazy it's even crazy to think about it now because I look at her now and I'm like you're not at all the same person, but every so often she, like, I look at her a certain way or she does something and I'm like, oh, she has similarities, but she's definitely different now. Anyways, me and Trevor both were just, like, awestruck. Like, we didn't cry. We didn't, like, I could have cried, but, like, it wasn't there. I was just full of joy and she cried, like, a little bit and it was the cutest little cry and I just loved it. It was so sweet. So, anyways, she came out. um, I started breastfeeding and, um, What happened then? Oh, yeah. Then I think we sit for like an hour skin to skin in the room. So then the Kinsies came in and they met her and then that was sweet. And then I think everybody left and my mom left and then it was just me and Trevor. And then they were going to move us to the room to just be with Rosie or like where we were going to recover for the next 24 hours. And so I had bled out a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. And I knew I was going to do that. Like, I didn't know what that meant. But like, I'm a redhead and you don't clot very well. So I had lost a lot of blood and I didn't even realize it until like later that this is why I was so exhausted. Obviously, I just thought it was because birth makes you exhausted. But I was like beyond exhausted. I remember they put me in the wheelchair and um, they gave me Rosie. And I was like almost going to pass her off because I would like didn't think I could hold her. Thankfully, we were just going in the next room. So I was like, OK, I can take it. But I was just so exhausted. And thankfully, Trevor had brought back food that nobody ate because literally when he came back from getting dinner, it was like, OK, it's go time. So then I like shoved the cold chicken nuggets in my mouth. And, yeah, anyways, they put us in the next room and literally they tell you nothing. You, like, don't know anything and you're just left to your vices. <laughs> I just remember being like <laughs> to Trevor, how did they just leave us in here? Like, do they trust us? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. When am I supposed to feed her? When do we change her diaper? Like, it. how do you swaddle? Like, we. <laughs> it was so funny. You literally don't know anything and they don't do anything. Like, they don't, there's no, this is how you parent. So, Anyways, the nurses come in every so often, check on you, make sure your drugs are good, like, whatever. Make sure that your, like, uh, bleeding is going well and that your stitches are good if you got stitches and so yeah we didn't like I didn't shower I didn't do anything I just wanted to go home to do all that so we just stayed we had a couple people visit the next day which was so nice Trevor's mom brought me the best sandwich in the whole wide world which I'd like already signed up for like I told her before we had Rosie that this is what I wanted and it was huge and it was amazing and I love it and I would I still want it again like I think about it all the time um but yeah it was so honestly a whirlwind and like I remember telling this story. I haven't told this story since like having Rosie when people came to visit her and asked like, oh, how did it go? And I would tell. And I remember feeling so much more trauma about it. But now thinking about it, it wasn't like it was traumatic. But thinking about it now, I I can look at the positives in it. And um, yeah, it doesn't seem like as scary. I think going into parenthood again would be like if you choose to have a second would be everything's different like they're all every but every kid's different every pregnancy is different everything's different but I think you just would feel more at peace with going into labor like for me I was terrified but now that I know what wonders an epidural does like I would just go in and say give me that epidural and let's have a party so that's how Rosie came to this world and I don't know if you wanted to hear about that but I told you (laughs) and um yeah it was it was a fun time like it's so weird I look back on being pregnant and all of that and it just feels like ages ago and now obviously this year has been so different my maternity leave was not at all what I thought it was going to be and she doesn't get to see family often or friends and lots of people haven't met her yet but She's still here, like eventually we'll all get to get together, but I'm so thankful that I had her during this time because it just gave me a purpose and it gave me and Trevor something to really work on and hone in on our parenting skills and learn new things. Um, But yeah, so thanks for listening and if you ever want to hear anything else about parenting or motherhood or whatever, um, like hit me up. I can always do some more um podcasts or just talk to you about whatever so yeah I guess I should do my rose and thorn so my rose for the week was getting our couch and hanging outside in the sunshine my thorn is um that Lauren's still in pain and hopefully her recovery um comes to a good close and that she feels back to herself and my bud is oh I'm just looking forward to warmer weather like just being able to go outside without layers on like it's gotten a little cold again but for those few days where like I could just run in and outside with Rosie like that was amazing and get me back there cuz I want to be there. So yeah, thanks for tuning in and coming to Solo Podcast with Grace Doodly, do, do 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 do. Um if you need to suggest something if you need to please suggest something for us to talk about if there's anything you're wishing for us to talk about or get to know us in a way or whatever like let us know um because we're here for you and you're here for us and it's a whole thing so thanks for listening and i look forward to coming back next week have a happy saint patrick's day wishing everybody green whatever and goodest of luck um I hope this meets you in a good place morning, afternoon, evening, night. Thank you and goodbye. Oh, well, in five years' time, we could be walking around a zoo with the sun shining down over me and you. And there'll be love in the bodies of the elephants turn up. Put my hands over your eyes, but you'll peek through.